I'm your host, Huck Breeze, joined as always by Scott Shedig. Scott, got a win last week. How you feeling? Great. Oh, man. Feels good to get that first win under your belt. You know, a little taste of blood, a little, uh, little idea of what's going on in the season, make you feel right, make you, make you know that, you know, some of the decisions you've been making are, are correct. You know, it's not – I'm not part of the 2-0 and o club, but, uh, I'm, hey, I'm not on the bottom of the, uh, of the standings anymore either. Right. 200-plus points. Do you think that had anything to do with uh, the motivational speech you gave him last week? I think it really does. I think, I think that was a big part of it. And I, I, and I, I appreciate you. I wasn't thinking about it. You kind of said, like, I think your team needs a bit of a motivational speech, and you were 100% right. And, uh, you know, they really responded. And I think a lot of teams need that as a little bit of leadership. Right. Yeah. I mean, if it works, it works. You know, everybody needs to – you know, take time out of their day, maybe Sunday morning, you know, you're going to church, you're, you're making breakfast, just yell at your team, uh, you know, get them motivated, give them a little speech. Uh, so how, how are you foremost, feeling after last? Sorry. Yeah, yeah, no, no problem. First and foremost, uh, I want to apologize for to Danny Walton. I didn't include him on, on the Tuesday uh, quarterback for, for kudos. Uh, he was in my notes. I left him out on the, on the final run through. Uh, he definitely deserves kudos as this is his first 2-0 start since 2015. Um, so, kudos to Notorious. At the sixth pick, Darren Walrus looks like a steal of a deal as Derek Carr has looked his way 24 times thus far in two games. That's the most targets by any tight end through two games. Through two weeks, Ryan Tannehill is doing Ryan Tannehill things by going for two scores and turning the ball over a total of zero times. His stats are very similar, in fact, almost identical, difference of 0.5 points, to a QB you might have heard of, Patrick Mahomes. Again, for the second week in a row, you are for sure winning the premier preseason trade. So kudos to Notorious. All right, so he got his for the week. Uh, wanted to get into a few topics of the week uh, before we, we get into our matchups. So Tyron got his lung poked by a doctor. So uh, what's your outlook for the, uh, for the Chargers for the rest of 2020? Um, and give us perspective on the, on the situation from Dr. Scott's view. Oh. It is very un- unfortunate that he got his lung lungs punctured trying to uh, get a you know pain relief injection for his r- broke uh, cracked ribs, but that is something that you know a lot of players when they're told like hey there's risks of this that and the other they say hey I want to play let's just you know give whatever I, whatever you got to do kind of thing and that's also part of you know the organizations you know how lenient they want to be with their doctors after we started looking a little bit more into his 
that specific doctor's uh, history. And yes, every, every doctor has a few, you know, some malpractice things out there and a few, maybe a couple of red flags, but that was like, you should not be working anymore at all, anywhere. Like, yeah. especially not in this country or like maybe somewhere in Central America, they're still like, eh, I don't know. <laughs> like that's the kind of doctor they have there. And I mean, I thought that was only at the Washington football team. So apparently not. So I, I hope that, you know, that's, that's part of the organization kind of thing. That's something that, you know, from the ground up, you've got to see like how they're built. And so that's, that's disconcerting, but they do have a shining light in just uh, Justin Herbert. He looked really good. Uh, I watched that whole game and he, he came out, he looked very poised, uh, a lot more poised and in command than I thought he would be after uh, watching him in uh Hard knocks because hard knocks. He, he was like he was there. He was all right. He was kind of okay. I'm doing this, whatever. I didn't really think any he looked anything special or anything like that. But he played the Kansas City defense, which is a little injured right now and already not that amazing of defense. He played very well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as far as the the doctor situation, Tyrod getting poked. What worries me most about the situation? Well, a this could have ended Tyrod's career. And this is not from a medical standpoint. I mean, he will probably be fine in the upcoming weeks, but he is not Lamar Jackson. Uh, you know, if Lamar Jackson gets his lung poked, first of all, that's a huge deal. Uh, and second of all, whenever Lamar Jackson is slightly ready to go, he's back in. When Tyrod's ready to go, I don't think, barring an injury to Herbert, that we see Tyrod Taylor again this year. So, and that being said, I mean, as far as compensation for Tyrod Taylor, not saying that he would be a starter for that much longer anyway, uh, but there's no telling that, you know, and, and could he have gotten a starting job somewhere else? There's all kinds of things that Tyrod Taylor could come out and say, Hey, you really fucked this up for me. Um, And that brings me to the point where it's like, do these players start to look to their personal doctors or out of uh, out of their workplace to try and get better care. Uh, and what, I don't know if they have the option to contractually. They do because they do, they do have the option to do that. Uh, a but I, I don't know, right, to a second opinion and, and all kinds of other things. But I don't know, you know, perfectly the ins and outs of you know how that works but i do know that people can go to personal doctors but it does give them a delay on whether they can play or not this week you know some doctors are saying there's the saints doctor for michael thomas is like hey your ankle's fucked up but we're going to try to get it as good as possible so you can play football when you go to a personal doctor he doesn't give a shit about football all he cares about is getting your ankle better to a hundred percent uh you know that's that's his job so it, it's it's a crazy thing you know if people start going to their personal doctors for certain things you'll see them be out more uh personal doctors don't give a fuck about your occupation they care about making you better so uh it's just something to look at something to look at going forward i know trent williams had had a problem with this uh with the redskins like you said uh, going back a little bit, so so it's something to watch. Something I'm you know kind of worried about. I would rather not see one of my players have a red note that I read 
that says that they're going to the personal doctor rather than team doctor and that they'll be out for six weeks with a, you know, bursitis or, you know, some shit. So um, one, one thing I wholeheartedly agree with you that you said was that if this happened to Lamar Jackson, this would be a whole different thing. This, this would be a much bigger deal. Mm-hmm. And then, and I think the PA might get involved in some way, kind of the same fashion that when uh, uh, Carson Palmer's knee got taken out and they didn't really do anything. And then like two years later, T- Tom Brady's knee got taken out and they immediately were like, Ooh, we need to change the rules. Like, yeah. I think, I think it would be that kind of situation. Like Tyrod Tyrod would be like, what that just happened. And Lamar would be like, yeah, but this was the MVP or something like that, you know? Yeah. So it would be a whole, whole kind of different situation, but they, they, you do see it with special, like guys going to specialists and things like that. And I, I agree as well. They would slow things up. So especially that situation, he was right before the game. It was a matter of playing or not, you know, so I just hope that, you know, teams take a little more time in vetting these doctors and getting people. I mean, if you're a doctor, team doctor for an NFL team or any professional sports team, you got to know your shit. You got to be some of the best of the best. This isn't, you shouldn't have people with the records that the San Diego Chargers doctor has had. Uh, I mean, if you looked at it, so. Well, I, I think, yeah, I did. And I don't think it's a matter of them not knowing his record. I think it's a matter of them using that as leverage over him being like, you're going to do whatever we tell you to do because no one else is going to hire you. Mm. Yeah, could be, could be. All right. Moving on here. Scoring is definitely up overall across the league. It probably will be for this year and maybe beyond. Uh, Michael almost broke his own record last week. That only stood for two years. Uh, That being said, does it make you sad that these records will continuously be broken going forward? And does this affect the way that you'll vote on roster changes and scoring changes uh, in the upcoming years? Uh, not necessarily. I think it's exciting. I think it's, you know, I, I think it's fun and to see uh, people hitting new highs and keeping the, the league, you know, new and innovative and exciting every year. So mm-hmm. it's changing up and we can always decide to take things back too. So we can always go back. Yeah. So yeah. And not that we have, not that I'm saying we should. So. Right. No. Yeah. yeah. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Uh, but <laughs> I'm, a purist when it comes to at least our league. I like things to be the way that they always have been. That being said, I do hate to see one of the things that I have been proud of the gridiron for so long is that we leave no stone unturned that it's very, it's a lot harder to play in this league just for the sheer amount of players that you have to field on a weekly basis um so you know when people are like you'll see posts on social media for these sit starts where it's like oh should i start you know uh jonathan taylor or should i start alvin kamara it's like wow you have that option to do that we don't have that option you know we're somebody's saying should i start zach moss is is uh you know Gaskin going to play? Is he going to be – he's in a three-headed monster. Deion Lewis, who's more valuable, Deion Lewis or uh, or Devonta Freeman? Uh, so in that case, I would be open to something like two tight ends. Um, and also I look at something like, like baseball. Uh, 
you know, as offenses have evolved over the years in baseball and people start hitting more home runs, records keep getting broken. Uh, I mean, yeah. I think the home run records have been broken uh, by teams and, and by month, you know, during months every year for like the last five or six years. It's just how it, the game works. Um, football is becoming an offensive sport. It's becoming very hard for defenses to go out there and put zeros on the board uh, to keep people under 10. You know, if you score under 10, something went wrong for your offense. Very, very wrong. Um, and even the best defenses in the league can't do that. So I think that over time, it's inevitable that these records will be broken and that people will score. I mean, I talked about uh, during the Tuesday quarterback, nobody has gotten below 100 so far this year. And nobody's even come close. 120-something is the lowest. Now, 120 is not, uh, you know, even close to a good week. But, but I remember multiple games last year where people were like 80 versus 90. And it's yeah. like, you know? And it's, and yeah. like, I'm so glad I'm playing you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank God. Uh, but, you know, we've seen championships that were like 130 to 115. Uh, 150. Especially to, very late like that, you know? Right guys get hurt and you're out of moves and you're maybe not starting a full lineup or you some of your players aren't playing for anything at that time or. Yeah. I mean, oh, I, if I told yeah. you that preseason you're going to be in the championship and you're going to score 170 points. You'd probably be like, wow, man, I, I won a championship, but the average this year in points is like 170 to 180. Like, everybody's scoring 170 to 180. I really honestly think if offenses continue to reduce like they have in the past uh, a couple weeks, we're going to be looking at a new scoring record. Chase's scoring record from a couple of years ago is going to be broken uh, for a full season. So I think that these records will be broken, and I think that we're not going to be looking at any uh, records that stand from – you know, prior to 2011, 2012, 2013. Um, and so, I mean, it's up to everybody. It's democracy. But in my opinion, that leaves open opportunities for things like two tight ends, things like two kickers, changing of pointage. You know, I know Danny said earlier, I hate how wide receivers are scoring now because running backs look like they've, you know, they're, they're unimportant. Uh, I don't think they're unimportant. I think just a lot of running backs have been underperforming in general. Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you look at Derrick Henry, for instance, um, he's second in rush yards, but he hasn't – he has 200 rush yards through two games, but he hasn't hit the end zone. Uh, so he's not top ten in points. Uh, you know, part of it is hitting the end zone. And a lot of people yep. who are hitting the end zone this year are tight ends. Um, yep. You see multiple tight end touchdown games across the league for the first two weeks. So, I mean, we'll see how that trend goes. But, um, but yeah, uh, you know, I think that the league is evolving. Uh, points are inevitably going to go up. We can't stop that. Uh, you know, I don't see any scoring changes that need to happen 
and I'm looking at saying, ooh, that's that's too much or or that's not enough. I think everybody's right where they should be uh, okay. right now, at least. So, so yeah. All right. Uh, before we get into the matchups, I would like to have a what are you drinking segment here. So, Scott, what are you drinking? I'm having a uh, nice Sauvignon Blanc from New Zealand. Uh, I like that region for white wines. New Zealand and uh, southern coast of Australia are very, very good for Sauvignon Blancs. Okay, awesome. What are you drinking? I am drinking the new seasonal Lone Star uh, Das Beer. Das Beer, it's it's nice. I mean, it, it, it does not taste like Lone Star. Um, not that I, I love Lone Star, don't get me wrong. Uh, like a German beer, though? Yeah, yeah, like a lighter, uh, it's a, it's a Kolsch, so a lighter Kolsch style beer, and it, it says on, on the can, uh, that it's got peach flavor, so when I bought it, I was like, oh god, you know, some kind of off beer, but you gotta realize, this is a Texas beer, they're not gonna fuck around yeah. and, and make it all peachy, but at the very end of the sip, the very end, you get a little hint of peach and and i love it it's good it's good nice. seasonal beer we're getting into that season pumpkin spice football fall cooling down i'm fucking excited let's get into these matchups uh oh, yeah. let, let's start with uh dad versus ulysses s grant scott tell me what you think i think it's gonna be a really close matchup i mean a lot of the position battles are very close but I'm going to tell you why dad is actually going to pull it out because he's been proving me wrong the last couple of weeks with Aaron Rodgers at new Orleans is going to be the big part of it. I think he's going to be, I think he's going to light it up. I think he's been waiting for prime time and he has been on fire already. So him and Joe Burrow are both going to have good days because Philadelphia is terrible right now. Uh, Tom Brady at Denver, I should have a good day. Ben at Houston versus Houston, I think should have a decent day, but I think it might be more of a running attack there for on Sunday. And then you got the wide receivers with Odell Beckham Jr., AJ Green, and Michael Gallup. I like all their matchups other than Gallup, but that could still other and Gallup's versus at Seattle could still be a shootout. So then you versus Robinson, Landry, and Smith. I'm not big on those wide receivers, honestly. I think you know maybe if Landry outdoes Odell Beckham Jr. in big in a big way, he could win that uh, position battle, but I doubt it. Then you got Kamara and uh, Jonathan Taylor versus Clyde edwards lair and, and David Johnson. I, I really think Kamara and, and Taylor are going to have much better days than Johnson at Pittsburgh and uh, Hilaire at, at Baltimore. So they're going to have. Kind of long days running the ball, I believe. Yeah. And then you got Hooper and Ingram, probably a wash. And as far as the defenses, there's a few guys that stand out, like Edmonds and Barrett and Garrett, that could make some plays or could do nothing. But I think that that pulls it out against Ulysses S. Grant in week three. Okay. All right. Uh, this matchup, I think, is is really matchup-based. I know I said that last week with Ulysses S. Grant. Uh, but there's two people you got to watch here. Aaron Rodgers, who leads a Packers team, who just – they lead the league in a whole boatload of offensive categories. I think like 12 offensive categories are number one. And they're going against a New Orleans team that just got picked apart by the king, Derek Carr, you know, how good he is. Um, yeah. Taylor, emerging star. I love Taylor. I've, I've 
bugged Brad about Jonathan Taylor. He's facing uh, NCAA defense. That is the Jets. Uh, so I think they put up big points. Max's team is not bad. Okay. They're not no, bad. No, it's not. I'm not saying it's bad. I think it's going to be close. I just think he has bad matchups this week, like you're saying. Well. I mean, but how shitty is it? It's like, if I told you, who's the top two defenses in the NFL? Or I asked you, well, who, who would you say? Right now, it's looking like Baltimore and Pittsburgh. Baltimore and Pittsburgh. Both his running backs play Baltimore and Pittsburgh. How am I supposed to yep. pick Hilaire and Johnson against Baltimore and Pittsburgh? Both on the road. I, it's, I mean, it's just, it's very unfortunate. It's very rough. Uh, for him. Also, his receivers just are not performing. Uh, Landry has really dropped in stock. He's only 90% owned in the Yahoo leagues across the board. Um, Smith is one of those flyers where it's like, yeah, I think he will step up, but you know, he's not a permanent solution at that wide receiver three spot. Michael Thomas will come back, will dominate targets, and Smith will fall off. He didn't really even show up really that much that week. 11 points, did not reach the end zone. Um, his Quarterbacks have not blown me away either. Brady and Rossberger both have come out and uh, and been decent, but not great. Um, you know, so his defense is underwhelming. I know they've scored more points. I paid the man. He scored more points than me last week. I said that his defense wouldn't have scored. Oh, wow. I killed him by 60 points, uh, but I lost by three points. My defense lost by three points. What luck. <laughs> uh, I think Landon Collins getting an extra yeah, uh, sack. Yeah, Landon Collins. He got 16 points last week. So, yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, I'm going to take Brad in this one too uh, by by a pretty good margin. So let's keep it rolling. Disco Lemonade versus Suck My Vic. Uh, I'll go ahead and go first on this one. This is probably the closest matchup. I know the the projections say it's the closest matchup. This is the closest matchup of the week. Um, I'm going to tell you why Suck My Vic is going to win. So all four of these quarterbacks I just love this week. I think they're four of the top ten quarterbacks uh, for the week. I think Kyler Murray's matchup proof. If you watch him play, he looks like an MVP out there. We'll see if the numbers reflect that at the end of the year, but I, I thought Kyler Murray would be an MVP before the year, and he really has looked like one thus far through two weeks. Uh, Minshew is great. I think he's had a great start to the year. We'll see if he can continue tonight. Everything on paper says he should. I just don't know if he will. Um, and I don't know if uh, Keelan Cole will be part of that. We'll have to see. I'm not saying he won't, but I'm definitely not saying he will. Um, Tyreek Hill, I've watched some Mahomes. I've watched a lot of Mahomes play this year. Uh and the, the theme to play the Chiefs is two deep safeties. Line them up in the very back and make sure Hill does not get behind you and let, let him throw underneath. Uh, and I know you saw this freak play last week where Tyreek Hill looks like amazing where he, he beat two uh, of the Chargers corners or defensive backs who are amazing in their own right and, and got in the end zone flipping uh, and – that, that's just not going to happen all year. Um, so I think the key to playing this team, and, and teams know this, is that they need to block Tyreek Hill from getting behind him and having that big play. And thus far, they've pretty much held it down. Uh, Derrick Henry and, and Todd Gurley, I don't like those matchups this week. 
I think those those numbers in the projections are severely inflated. Uh, Chicago and Minnesota, I know Minnesota hasn't really shown to be that great of defense, but their run defense hasn't been that good thus far. And Chicago has always had a good run defense, and Gurley has really underplayed. So 14.64 points is a little much. Uh, on the other side, uh, I think it's lucky uh, that that he got Chark out. If Chark wasn't going to be 100%, then he does have an opportunity to get Edelman in. Uh, what what Hedeman has going for him is he has a lot of wide receiver depth. And I've talked to him about this, and I said, you have so much wide receiver depth. Why don't you go and get another running back? Uh, his answer was, it's not that easy. Um, but Ro- Robbie Anderson's had a quiet, good year on his bench. So obviously Edelman had 170 plus receiving yards last week. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I don't know if he got that bonus. Is our bonus at 175 or 200? I think it's, I want to say it's 200. We never, I don't think we changed that. We discussed it in the podcast, but we never, I don't think we ever voted on it. Changed it. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, he got 179. It's a lot of points. He should be playing him every week with the cam connection there. Um, but, you know, Dak's going to play in a high-scoring game. Every game the Cowboys play is going to be a high-scoring game because their defense sucks and their offense is great. Um, but, you know, I like uh, Evans every week going forward as long as he's healthy. He didn't look like he was 100% last week, but, you know, he is a wide receiver, borderline wide receiver one, two. Uh, Edelman, Jacobs, workhorse. I know New England defense is not something to be fucked with, but they didn't look – like they were the regular New England defense uh, last week when they played Seattle. Um, and, and overall, I, I like his defensive numbers. I think Aaron Donald absolutely lives in the backfield this weekend against Josh Allen. I'll talk about that later. Uh, so I, I love Suck My Vic. Uh, and I, I, he's my pick against Disco Lemony. What do you think, Scott? I have to agree with you on this. I think Suck My Vic finds his first win of the season. I think that. I mean, it, he lost a heartbreaker last weekend. Last weekend, because I mean, that was I mean, nobody wants to score almost two hundred points and lose. But I think that his team is very under, uh, uh, kind of undervalued right now by Yahoo, and he has much better matchups uh, than a lot of his opponents. And other than the cues, as long as those are just rest days and, and not serious injuries, which is what most of them looked like to be he should come out and get a, uh, get a win and uh, suck my pick is actually my lock of the week. Oh, wow. You were going to lock yeah. suck my Vic. I'm going to lock him. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, 364 points for suck my Vic's fourth best in our league. Um, he has 391 points against, uh, which is second worst only to Camacho because he got his, uh, brains bashed out by Maestro last week, so he has 416. But Suck My Vic has just had really bad luck. He's got a good team. They played well. He's got um, two uh, – he's got the best quarterback combination as far as, uh, you know, Matt's concerned uh, yeah. in, the, in the league. So, yeah, yeah, I like Suck My Vic this week. Uh, let's, let's keep rolling here. Uh, Eternal touchdown versus Rumham. What do you think? I think it's going to be another close matchup. I think some of the uh, projections are off. I think it's going to be very close in the 180s or so, but Rumham is going to pull this out. I think that Drew Brees is going to still have a decent day on Sunday. 
uh, against Green Bay. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Justin Herbert, like I said, looked great last weekend, so I think he's going to do very well against Carolina versus Daniel Jones and Ryan Fitzpatrick tonight. Really, I really like Rumham's quarterbacks over those. And then you got Marquise Brown, DeAndre Hopkins, and Chenault. Those are pretty strong wide receivers versus Fuller, Nikhil Harry, and Godwin. I mean, one of them is probably going to do nothing. The other two are flash, are hit or miss, too. So this isn't looking good for eternal touchdown right now. He did make some moves after all his injuries and stuff, but it's I don't think it's going to be enough this week. Followed up by the running backs of Nick Chubbs and Robinson, who both have been playing well. Eternal touchdown did win the a waiver wire move with, uh, for Kelly, which was a great move. But he's going to have to make up for Drake because I don't think Drake's been very good running uh, good running the ball much at all. And then you have Kittle, who's still very questionable. So I'm hoping he's going to start. He does not have another tight end right now, so that's his plan to start Kittle. Wow. All right. Because <laughs> uh, Noah Fant's definitely going to put up some fucking points. So that's uh, not good for him. And then you're looking at the defenses and Bobby Wagner, Bosa, Johnson III, Pepper, McDougal have all put up a lot of points last little bit versus Clay's defense is not looking very good. I've seen he's already dropped on a few players he drafted and that ended up doing nothing. And I'm not seeing anybody that's going to do any better. So I'm taking Rumham this week. This is almost a lock for me. Yeah. You know, I, Clay, his team, I don't think we've seen the kind of injury hit uh, that, that Clay's team has taken thus far this season. I mean, last week was just bad. We talked about a lot of injuries uh, across the league. A lot of those were to eternal touchdown. Uh, if, but what's what's great is he has put together a respectable lineup this week, even after all this. Yeah. So, so but. it's not. I know, but 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 uh, <laughs> but I mean, it's not great. Um, but I really wanted to pick Clay. I mean, I thought you know, as far as hardworking fantasy owner, he's probably the hardest uh, working one right now. But I just, I really can't. <laughs> uh, San Francisco defense, still San Francisco, and uh, we, we did put money down on this pickem, so I really can't. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I'm just not fucking around now, so I got, I can't pick Clay. Um, you know, Drew Brees on Monday night, I think he's going to have a little rebound from last week. He did not look good last week, and I know Justin Herbert's going to come out and put points. I wouldn't put it past him to have a boner throw like he did last week. It looked like he pressed the wrong button in Madden. Uh, he just threw it up to two defenders, you know. Uh, but I like Trevor's team. I like Trevor's team tonight. I like Robinson and Chenault to score some points tonight. Uh, Hopkins, you know, is, is going to play well. Fant is probably a safety blanket um, for the backup quarterback who, who escapes me right now. I think you have him on your team. Um yeah, Trevor's defense blows Clay's defense out of the water. Out of the water. I like Kaiser. I like Winfield. So Clay, you got that going for you. The rest of these guys, I mean, Max is probably somebody that people want to own on their team. But the rest of these guys are free agents. I, yeah, I, there's no other. There's no other way to say it. You filled your defense with a bunch of free agents. Um, I know he had some letdowns by Simmons and some other people earlier on yeah. in the year, but but yeah, a lot of his teams just. Uh, it's looking rough. I mean, you got to start Harry. I know you got Kelly. I like Kelly, um, but it's not you know the best of 
whatever, and he had to trade for Fitzpatrick. Um, it's just it's it's a ragtag team, and I just I don't think he has enough to beat Trevor's team, who who has a lot of surplus. When you look at Trevor's bench, he still has Slayton not playing and Judy not playing, uh, and he's got two hurt quarterbacks on his bench. So, so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Rumham with you this week. All right, so next up, Foot Slayer versus Notorious. What do you got? I think this is another uh, really close matchup, and along with what you're saying about eternal touchdown, Fupa Slayer's been very hard at work making trades and on the waiver wire and such, uh, picking up people. And uh, to make this a much closer matchup than to say it was uh, at the end of Monday night. But I still think that Notorious is going to pull away with this one and go to 3-0. and Okay. And here's why. Because okay. Teddy Bridgewater and Nick Mullins as your starting quarterbacks is terrible. That is awful. I cannot believe they're projecting them 18, 19 points. That is very, very generous from Yahoo uh, versus Matt Stafford, who I think will have to be trying to put up a lot of points versus Kyle, Kyler Murray and Ryan Tannehill, who has already uh, proven to be very good and efficient, just like he was last year versus terrible Minnesota defense. And then you move on to the uh, wide receivers, Devontae Adams, <laughs> Galladay and Sims, there's a lot of cues there for Notorious. Uh, I, oh my God! Wow, I was gonna say I hope he has people on his bench to replace them. Also, cues. He's got quad yeah. cues or, or yeah. five cues. Whole well, I'm, whole set of cues. Yeah, whole set of cues. He's you know he's got he's got five of a kind here. So if he was uh, playing cards, they would know he was cheating. But uh, great poker hand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't uh, – if they can come through, that might be the Achilles heel here because uh, Thielen could cover. Boyd might be decent. Hamler, I kind of doubt it. But uh, Boyd, uh, Boyd and Thielen could really do, really do it. That could be Notorious' Achilles heel here, and that's probably why it's going to be a close game. But uh, then you got Ezekiel Elliott and James Conner, who – Ezekiel Elliott at, at Seattle and Conner versus Houston. It, it depends. It's still a matchup, but I think they still have decent days. And then versus David Montgomery and uh, Singletary, I think I think it's still a kind of a wash there. Honestly, I think the points mm-hmm. points wise, they, they're projecting uh, Fupa Slayer more, but I still think it's a wash. It's I mean that's Fupa Slayer's whole teams right now is his running backs and his uh, and his uh, tight end. Thielen's a new addition from his latest trade, who could end up being that, but I, I just don't think Thielen can be dependable a week in week out like he kind of needs him to be and where notorious is really going to pull us out is on his defense. His defense has been kind of mediocre so far. I think they're going to be, they're going to explode this week. Yeah. Well, I'm going to disagree with you. You know, that's surprising. Uh, I, I need John to hear this. Do not play Bridgewater. I'm going to pick you to win. Do not play Bridgewater this week <laughs> against a Chargers defense who really can shut down the pass. Play Haskins, play Darnold, play anybody else. Do not play Bridgewater just because he's projected two extra points. Does not have a, a, a Christian McCaffrey. Um, you know, he, he they know what's coming with, with Davis and whatnot. So please do not play Bridgewater. But I like Mullins. I like Mullins this week. I told him earlier that, uh, you know, his first thought when picking up Mullins was, got to deal him, got to get rid of him. You know what? 
your quarterback situation sucks so bad, play him. Play him until Garoppolo comes back. Get the points you need. Mullins is not bad. He could be – he's a viable backup. We've seen that. Uh, I like what he did with trades this week. I know he was really trying to get rid of Kelsey. It's just a really bad, bad year to try to get rid of a tight end when nobody's thirsty for a tight end because uh, we play in a one tight end league. And, and there's a lot of good tight end play this year as well. Yeah, though, so. Right. Um, but it, it's not shitty to be stuck with the best tight end in the league. Um, Zeke Connor. I like how he stepped that up. I think Zeke has a big week. Yeah. Uh, I like Boyd. I liked Boyd when I traded him away uh, earlier this <laughs> week. But, uh, but Michael Thomas is just a little better. Um, Thielen, I'm sure he'll have bounce backs weeks. I know Kirk's not going to be terrible forever. Uh, so, so yeah, I think Thielen, you know, does better. Hamler is a cheap play. If he had another, uh, receiver to play, which he doesn't, I would probably play that, but he's going with Hamler. That's, that's fine. Um, uh, but I, the reason that I don't like Danny's team is you don't like to see those cues. Now you normally cues are harmless. You know, you come in, it's like, okay, he's going to play, or he's limited in practice, he's going to play, we're just holding back his reps during the week. Adams is a legit cue. Like, legitimate, we're 2-0, and let's take it easy for a week. Rodgers can find other people. Let's make sure you're healthy. He may not play. He may play, whatever, but he may not play. Galladay coming off an injury, he hasn't played the first two weeks. And your first week back, you want to throw him, or throw him out there on the road against Arizona? Fine. But is he going to blow it up? I, I, don't, I don't think so. Um, Sims uh, is, is one of those guys that's going to get his work, you know, as long as he's healthy. These running backs are inflated. I, I don't like Montgomery to get the bulk of even the pointage for Chicago – against Atlanta. I know that Atlanta has a poor defense, um, but you might see, points. yeah, they put up points, but you might see Tariq Cohen. You might see uh court Pat split time back with those rushes. So, you know, I, I, I don't like Montgomery for 13 points. And I don't like Singletary for sure for 11.37 against the Rams. Who's, who's a stifling D um, Waller, you know, is, is always a good play. But when you're talking about those receivers and running backs, that's where I'm worried about Danny this week is receivers and running backs. Uh, and I think he gets, he gets kind of shut down there. Um, as far as defense is concerned, I do think Danny has to play here. I think his, his defense is probably the best in the league. So it's really tough to pick against that. Um, but, but I, I don't think that Foop Slayer's defense is, is a slash. So um yeah, I think that Foop Slayer pulls this one out and uh, beats Danny this week. I know it's a surprise, but yep. I think uh, I think I think he made a lot of good points, and uh, you convinced me. I, I switched my pick. You switched it, okay? I switched. I did. I think you made a good. I think you, I think you made a great argument, and uh, you know, there's it's just those cues. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, I mean, I'm really sorry to Danny. Uh, you know, I know he's an avid listener of the podcast, and he's probably gonna. Uh, listen to this and be a little, uh, you know, a little put off. But we we speak the truth on this podcast, okay? We're not. Maybe not... it'll inspire him to give his team a pep talk. Ooh, pep talks do work. Pep talks absolutely do work. Um, so, 
Anyway, let's keep it moving here. Let's keep it moving. Uh, Poopy2 versus Unicycle Polar Bears. Let me know what you think. Shut it. Because it'll be a close one. I think there are a lot of good matchups on each side, but starting with the quarterbacks, Lamar Jackson and Jared Goff versus Kansas City and at Buffalo versus Deshaun Watson at Pittsburgh and Kirk Cousins versus Tennessee, I think Jackson and Goff are going to have a much easier day in general. They're, both, they're all great quarterbacks. It's just I think they have much easier matchups. Then you've got Cup and DJ Moore and Alan Lazard, which I think as well all have great matchups. Plus, he's got a stack on the Rams. But Juju Smith-Schuster, Stefan Diggs, and Williams uh, tonight. I don't know about Williams, but the other two could still do very well. So I think that's going to be a wash on the wide receiver part. Mixon and Gordon versus Philadelphia and Tampa Bay. When you got uh, versus Dalvin Cook and Jarek McKinnon. That's close, but I still like – I like kind of like mixing Gordon a little bit more. Uh, I think Cook is going to start slowing down a little bit. Then you got Andrews, who's going to be great, but Higby could also have an amazing game. You never know. Buffalo's linebackers are kind of hurt right now, so that could be a wash right there. That could – I mean, they're both of their tight ends could go off. Then you got a kicker battle. Which both of them are going to be put up put up some points in the defense, but both of them have some playmakers, and then other guys that are uh, that are pretty solid: Kendricks, Queen, Diggs, Simmons, Emmons. There's a lot of guys out there, so I think their defenses are actually very solid. But it's a wash in general. I think the main battle it's going to be close, uh, much closer than what the projections are. But I think it's, uh, Poopy Two's quarterbacks are going to pull it out for him. Yeah, I, I don't think the projections are going to be closer. Uh, 191 is a lot. It's yeah, that's a uh, ridiculous projection. That's the most I've seen projected in like a really long time, uh, and uh, I mean he he it's the most in the league by eight points. I mean we got people who are two and zero scoring 250 points who aren't projected this much. Um, yeah, I like cause this week by a lot i don't think the projections are 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 that much off um i think gordon's a little inflated if i want to say something bad about poopy too otherwise that lamar jackson uh andrews connection is going to be biz a uh on on monday night for sure and you never ever want to face a team that has a quarterback and tight end on playing on monday night especially yeah lamar jackson and andrews god if he if he is down by 40 50 points 60 points, you still have to worry about what's going on. And he won't be down by 60 points. Uh, I like Goff against Buffalo. I think the Rams just absolutely slaughtered Buffalo. Again, I'll talk about that later. Um, I like Lazard, especially if Adams doesn't play. I think Lazard gets a lot of work going into the weekend. Um, Mixon and Gordon are not my favorites. I don't know why they're projected so much, but they are. Um, But – you know, you look at the other side, Watson against Pittsburgh on the road. You know, I love Deshaun Watson, and I think he's a point machine. I just don't like that matchup. And 20.68, uh, you know, is, is right around that spot. Uh, it, it, project, it, it really reflects Pittsburgh defense, that you got Goff going on the road to Buffalo, 20.61, and Watson going on the road to Pittsburgh, 20.68. Uh, you know, Cousins has looked – I said earlier, Cousins will not be Garbo all season long, but
but Cousins is still Garbo. I mean, literally not first page guy, second round pick, not first page guy, uh, not, not looking too promising, especially Tennessee defense is not no slouch. Um, Diggs has Ramsey on him. So I don't know if I have to talk about that anymore. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, he's got Williams tonight. You know, we, we haven't seen Miami's offense be, you know, over the top great uh, on, on a weekly basis. And we haven't really seen Preston Williams show up to be great uh, this year. I know we, we talked about Preston Williams being a breakout star last year in the middle of the year, and then he kind of fizzled. Um, but 5.1 and then 5.1, you know, you're never happy about 5.1 uh, from a receiver uh, especially with these increased receiving points. So, you know, I, I guess I appreciate the pickup, um, but I, I just don't think he's he's going to score all that much tonight. In fact, I'd probably play uh, Edwards over him, but, you know, yeah, that, that probably won't happen. I probably won't get that out in time. Um, Higby, three touchdowns, awesome. It's going to really frustrate Cameron because after the three touchdowns, he's going to score zero this week. Uh, I do like that McKinnon pick. Might be all over him, but their linebackers are hurt. I'll say that. Yes, uh, but but uh, I, I do like McKinnon. I think McKinnon gets bulk of the work. Uh, so going forward, Cook and McKinnon's not a bad running back situation. Much much better than what he had uh, with Le'Veon Bell and Zach Moss. So that's a plus. I still yeah. see he's holding on to Gronkowski for dear life. Which, sure. Um, I will say one good positive thing about uh, Cameron's team this week and that his defense looks good. Fred Warner leads his team in tackles. Patrick Queen uh, is, is going to be a Devin White, you know, uh, Joe Schober kind of uh, linebacker, maybe in the second half of the year or upcoming weeks. Uh, you know, Malcolm Jenkins is a great safety. Reed is getting a lot of work. And Alexander is free agent darling. So, his defense does look good. Justin Tucker is one of the most talented people in the league. So Karen's team, not this week. Okay, not this week. Uh, you don't look good this week, but maybe going forward, uh, you'll have some better weeks. But I'm taking Pooper too. I like it. I agree. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's get in some really important matchups. You ready? Oh, I'm ready. All right. Darth Scott. Versus the Maestro. This is like a rivalry. What? Tell me what? Why you think you'll win? Because I, I have a feeling you're going to take Darth Scott. You know, you are correct. You are correct. I did take myself in this game, and it is nothing against Maestro. I think it is a very formidable team, but I like some of my matchups. I think I got a lot of shootouts. Heading for my offensive players, I like my Monday Monday night guys. You know, there's a uh, there's a there's a lot of things going for me. I th I think that uh, one of the toughest things is maybe Matt Ryan versus Chicago. I know Chicago's defense is very tough, but it, at least Matt Ryan is at home, and then Derek Carr at New England. That is my biggest concern. Is they're both of their matchups, but. Derek Carr's arm on Monday night looked great. I think that – I mean, that was very encouraging watching him versus the Saints. And the Saints are no slouch on defense, and he was having his way with them. 
So I, I really, I'm really looking forward to watching uh, some of that game. Unfortunately, it's during the Steelers game. Well, I'll be watching Deontay Johnson and Micah Fitzpatrick versus Houston, which is going to be a great matchup. Uh, I think both offenses are going to be able to move the ball in some capacity. I'm looking forward to the defensive defensive matchups as well. But I think Mar- I'm starting Marcus Valdez-Scantling over Gage this week because I think his matchup at New Orleans is much better versus the Chicago matchup. And then Tyler Lockett versus Dallas as well. I think that's going to be another great, great shootout to watch. Baker Mayfield, I really need you to be the guy I think you are, which is – like the guy we see on the Hulu commercials, you know, your head on like some little guy's body, basically. That would be awesome. Russell Wilson, you've been pretty fucking unlimited so far. So, you know, just, you know, bring it down a notch, but straight to Tyler Lockett. So that would be the best part is the fact that I have that. And there's a couple other uh, parts with that that I have uh, kind of stealing points from him that I think could really help my matchup. It's going to be much closer than what these projections are. Okay. All right. Uh, I know this is crazy, but I'm taking you. Uh, And here's why. Um, You do take away that little bit from Russell Wilson uh, to lock it. If he just, your your biggest enemy this week is going to be DK Metcalf. If DK Metcalf blows up, then uh, you're going to have a bad day. Uh, I don't think you have to worry about Chris Carson as much. Like I said, this is going to be a shootout. And so I know Chris Carson has been a uh, receiving back for the past couple of weeks and has really killed it. Um, you know, in fact, he doesn't have any TDs on the ground. Um, but I think today uh, that Russell Wilson, or this week, Russell Wilson's going to spread it out. He did spread it out last week. So to five different guys last week for touchdowns. Um, Obviously, he's not going to match that versus Dallas. I'm not going to count it out, but I don't think he matches that. Um, but I, I think that he does move it around a little bit, and uh, and you know you might get Seattle scoring uh, uh, different opportunities from fullbacks, tight ends, etc. Um, so so I don't think Russell Wilson blows people out of the water this week. You know, I'm just going to go with that. Um, Baker Mayfield, you know, even though they face Cincinnati a really weak defense last week. Um, he didn't look like a quarterback that I would want to draft in the first round. Um, I know last week I came in and said, you know, I'm getting real close to saying I'll never have Cleveland people on my team. They came out one, they came out and looked good, but you know who looked good? Chubb, Hunt, they look good. Baker Mayfield did not look like that great. I know you have one good throw to Odell, but besides that, not that great. Um, Keenan Allen, Keenan Allen could, uh, you know, mesh well with Herbert. It, we might see it happen, um, but you might that might take time, so we'll see. I know Carolina's defense is not that great, um, so the matchup does dictate. I'm just I'm, – I'm going against matchups. I'm going against projections right now. I think that um, a lot of the, his team has uh, – you know, it's like the, the hot hand fallacy. You know, you think it's going to happen every single week. It can't happen every single week. Uh, at some time, he's got to come down. Aaron Jones, the big one. Aaron Jones, the number one running back in our league. Uh, New Orleans has a record uh, in the NFL for not – or has the record right now in the NFL for not allowing a 100-yard rusher. 
Um, I think it's almost two seasons that they haven't allowed a 100-yard rusher. And so I know, again, Aaron Jones has uh, uh, the receiving game on lock, uh, but I don't think he reached that 16.25 projection uh, that he's that he's got there. If Michael doesn't reach these projections, uh, you'll win. If he doesn't reach the the 181 mark, I, I think you win. Um, if if he does, then you know we've got. We've got a real uh, juggernaut on our hands. Uh, I just don't – right now I'm betting against Michael, you know, scoring this much three weeks in a row. I think he comes down to earth this week, at least in some points of his team. Uh, and, and I think your your team has solid matchups up there. I like Matt Ryan against Chicago. I like Matt Ryan every week. Um, the Belvis Scantling thing. I'm just going to say this. This little my little advice to you. If Devontae Adams does play, I wouldn't play Scantling. Um, I think that he he's a third option, maybe fourth option in that offense. And go ahead and play Gage again. Don't be afraid to play Gage. I like Gage. He he should have had a lot more points last week. I'm just scared. As far as if you look at defense wise, the New Orleans def, uh, defense pass wise versus Chicago is much more uh, much more. Uh, appetizing and yeah that's the biggest thing if right now it's looking like adams isn't going to play if adams isn't playing i'm playing scantling right but, but if they the problem if they say if, if it's a, good, a game time decision it's a, it's a sunday night game and atlanta is noon right and and gage uh is, is becoming real close to a must-play guy i, I mean and julio, jo- julio jones is very uh is also has injury so right it's the same boat so I, I'm just saying, just consider this, uh, you know, the the Steelers game, or I'm sorry, the Falcons game is at noon, uh, so you got to make that decision a little early. Uh, but, but yeah, so it's some, something to think about. Uh, one last thing before, you know, we decide on this, uh, Fitzpatrick against Houston and Adams against Dallas is juicy. I wouldn't count out Adams getting a touchdown this week. I'm just going to say it. I'm just gonna say I'm not gonna call it. I'm not gonna put any money on hey, it. I, I left my defense out of it. I was gonna let them do the talking for me. I, I didn't even. Right. I didn't even talk to them. But Adam I want to be. Come I, just, out. I want to be on the defensive podcast next year. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll see if you keep picking up people like LJ Fort, who had one tackle last week, but somehow got 13 points. Uh, then, then With a maybe. scoop fumble. Scoop Touchdown. fumble. Yeah, I'm watching that play, and I'm like, God damn it! He, I think it was Cootie who, who coughed it up, and I'm like, Who just who is that? Is that LJ Fort who just grabbed the ball? Like, did he go down in? the one? No, 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 yeah. he's in. He's in. God damn, LJ Fort. But anyway, uh, yeah. So I think those those matchups that you got on defense are are pretty juicy there. So we'll see if if that works out for you. But yeah, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and pick you. I'm going to go ahead and pick you, and and Michael right. comes down to earth. All right. I, so, I hope so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, last matchup of the week, you got Sex Raptor against Camacho. Shedek, what do you think? I think this is going to be a fairly close matchup as well, but I do think that the Sex Raptor is going to take a big chunk out of Camacho this week. Starting with the Patrick Mahomes and Philip Rivers. As bad as Rivers is going to be, he's going to have a field day versus the Jets. And Mahomes, Monday night, that is going to be exciting to watch because no matter how much you're down, just like you said, it's going to be 
a field day for him, regardless of how good the defense is. He loves the, uh, the spotlight. Then you got looking across the board versus Carson Wentz and Josh Allen. I think they both got – I mean, Carson Wentz does have an easy, easy matchup for Cincinnati, but he just has not been playing very well. That's the biggest thing. And I'll talk about more of that a little bit more later. Josh Allen versus the Rams. It's great Josh Allen's been playing. The Rams are a very good defense, and I think that's going to be a whole different type of show when they get up ahead and he has to play from behind. Then you've got Calvin Ridley and T.Y. Hilton and Cordell Patterson. I think all of them have a lot of great opportunities there. It's a great stack. Ridley's been killing it. Cordell Patterson's all over the place. Versus D.K. Metcalf, who could have a good day. He, he could not. And Terry McClellan could have a good day. He could not. C.D. Lamb, I mean, it's – I do I have to say it a third time? But it's, it's just, you know, they could all show up. And that's one of those things I think that if Camacho is going to win this game, it's really going to be like all his receivers blowing up. Then you've got Eckler and Davis – that's not the biggest strong point of your team. I think you kind of should make some trades for it to fortify that up a little bit, but they're still solid enough to not uh, to do decent, especially against Dobbins and Swift due to Camacho's recent injury woes. Very sorry for your loss, Camacho. I know that's hard. Then you got your tight ends with Hurst, who had finally had a great week, and Hawkinson, who I think we're still waiting to see uh, to hear from. Elliot and Sanders, bit of a wash. And then our defense, your defenses here, uh, no one's jumping out to me other than Bush. I know Clark had a decent week and May did as well. I think that might, you might overcome him by a little bit, but not by, not by a lot, but I am picking the sector after this week to beat Camacho. Okay. All right. That feels good. Uh, so I, 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 I kind of feel bad for Chase. Okay, I said before the season that he doesn't have a lot of depth. I hated on some of his picks. Um, it's it just it, when he lost Saquon, his he just didn't have anything to back it up. You can throw in Swift and Dobbins; those are your two starting running backs now, and you just don't have the ammo to go out there and get a big time guy. And then you got Metcalf um, and McLaurin. Lamb, you might be the only people, you might be the only person that values McLaurin the way you do. You can't have a whole team of people that only you value. You need other people that people want. <laughs> and right now, nobody wants Carson Wentz. Nobody wants, uh, you know, CeeDee Lamb. Nobody wants J.K. Dobbins. Nobody wants, if nobody wants your team, you can't make trades. You can't get out of a hole. Uh, when when you, when somebody like Saquon goes down, he's projected the least in the league. Uh, you know, again, I'm doing this not because I'm facing Chase, but Josh Allen is going to get his shit rocked by the Rams this weekend. I know it's both two and O teams, and the Bills are at home, but the Bills faced uh, Miami and the Jets the first two weeks, and everybody's boosting them up like, okay, yeah, they're going to win the AFC East, which they might. But they, they're not a favorite to the Rams. The Rams are a great team. The, the Bills are a good team at most. Uh, you know, as far as defense is concerned, the Rams blow them out of the water. Uh, and I think Josh Allen's going to have a lot of trouble this week against that Rams defense at, at home even. And I think the Rams win that outright, outright even though they're, they're, uh, they're underdogs. 
the Bills in our last six games against winning squads, which Rams qualify as a winning squad right now, are one in five. That's including playoffs uh, last year when they when they lost to the Texans. The Bills are just are they're not going to play well this week. And Wentz has showed that he cannot play well. Maybe he'll bust out of this week, but I mean, my money's on no. Uh, Chase's team just looks broken. It just looks not great right now. Uh, uh, we, and we talked about this before. A lot of us have tough seasons after our championship years. Yeah, it's, 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 it's hard. hard. Yeah. It's hard with that last pick. Uh, but, but the reason that it's hard is because you have a mindset uh, that you're thinking like you have a lottery pick. You're trying to play uh, against um, – you know, people who pick Mahomes, people who pick Lamar Jackson, and you're trying to beat them with quarterbacks. And he did well, this, he, he did that this year. He got wins now, and it's just you can't beat those kind of people. I'm not going to hate on Chase's team this whole time. Let me talk about my team. Let me try to heap some praise on my team. Uh, I think Rivers and Hilton finally hook up this week. I know Rivers and Hilton have really underplayed uh, so thus far this season. They haven't been what I thought they would be. Uh, T.Y. Hilton is that number one receiver. He scored 8.3 and 4.3 over the last two weeks. Um, but I think he actually reached that double-digit mark this week. Uh, my third receiver is Cord Pat. Cord Pat has reached that 10-point uh, spot twice this week, or twice in two weeks, by doing a majority of things, tackling, running, catching, returning. Uh, you know, he's the team water boy. He does everything for the Bears. Uh, so, so I'm excited for Corpaz at number three. I, th- I really think he reached that for the third time. And one of these days, Corpaz going to get in the end zone. Uh, I'll bet on it. Ridley could come back down to earth. Uh, I know he's not going to get two touchdowns like he did the last two weeks, but he could get one. I mean, we'll see. He could get yeah. one. Yeah, um, the Carolina defenses look like Swiss cheese. Eckler is probably going to get a touchdown. Uh, I don't think Eckler has gotten touchdown this year, uh, but last week he looked more Eckler-like by uh, getting, you know, in the receiving category, 16.8 points last week. I think he uh, scores above that this week. Uh, Mike Davis, you know, it'll be fun to see what Carolina does on offense without CMC because their offense literally revolved around CMC. Mike Davis has yeah. taken that spot. Will it revolve around Mike Davis? I'm not going to bet on that, but I think he does score in double digits, so I like Mike Davis as, as a weekly pickup. Uh, one thing I want to talk about, and this is uh, you know one of the people that I actually, as I was writing uh, you know, for the sleepers for this week, people that you might want to pick up, I came across uh, Kyle Van Noy who has scored 9.5 the past two weeks. Uh, I saw you move a little bit. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Jacksonville has uh, given up six sacks over the last two weeks. That's fifth mm. most or tied for fifth most uh, in the NFL. They aren't the uh, definition of protection for, uh, for mention. So Van Noy, uh, he's, he's, He's a man amongst boys out there on the outside linebacker. I really think he can get back there, and I really think he can cause trouble tonight. So uh, I like Van Noy tonight against Minshew, actually, in about five, six minutes. Um, so I'm going to take my team, and I'm going to lock him up. Locking oh, myself you're locking week. yourself? Oh, locking my. myself this week. I hate wow. to do it to you, Chase, but I just well, don't see any route to you winning. 
I, I was going to congratulate you for breaking your lock curse last week. Yep. Uh, you know, that was, uh, that was great. We, and it was, you know, it was a double lock and we were both right. So, and also congratulations to, to you for going uh, 7-0 in the pick'em. Very well done. Yes, I, I, I held my breath on that all, all week. Uh, you know, I, I really haven't really talked about that, but uh, thank you. I appreciate it. That, I mean, that's, that's not easy to do. And I, I, I love the competition right now in League Pick'em. I just wanted to say it's great to see, uh, you know, what, 12 out of 14 teams, at, like, in the thick of it. And, you know, everybody's, I mean, from first to last, it's, what, three, three, correct, three points, three correct answers. So it's, it's, it's going to go down to the wire. And it's, it's exciting to see that it's not just a three-headed race this year. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's going to be exciting. Uh, all right. Let's keep it moving. Let's finish up here. We got Thursday Night Football coming up. So we're moving on here. Give me – your hot takes, steaming hot takes for week three. Shag, what do you got? These are a little bit more of a long-term hot take, but I think that both Carson Wentz and Drew Brees are starting by the end of the season. And that if, if they're healthy, they might leave because of an unhealthy reason, which is a small injury, but they're not going to come back. Uh, watching both of them play lately, they just they don't have it. Um, Breeze because of age, Wentz because of decision making, seeing of the rush, things thought it's a, it's kind of a scrambled mix, but it's uh, it's not looking good for them right now, and their backups are on the waiver are, are just sitting out there. I think they get picked up within a matter of time, and you may have to sit on them for a little bit, but they're going to end up being the starters, and I, I don't think that uh, what's his face. Um, Hill is the backup, is the starter after Drew Brees. You think it's Jameis? Yeah, I think it's Jameis. Okay. Wow, that, that's that's pretty hot. <laughs> I mean, we're talking about two first-round picks in our league that are going down to be backups. Um, okay. All right. So uh, with my hot take, I'm going to say this weekend uh, the Bills beat the Rams by two touchdowns, uh, at least 14 points. I think the Rams are going to come out and destroy the Bills on Sunday in Buffalo and embarrass them in front of their fans. And people are going to say, what's going on with Josh Allen? What's going on with that offense? Um, Yeah, that's my hot take Uh, for for week three. Let's get into the week three sleepers. Shay, what do you got? I think one on offense. I have one on offense and one on defense. The one on offense, I think multiple teams could use right now. And Dan Schultz for tight end for the uh, for the Cowboys. I think yeah. he's just sitting up there and he's going to be a beast because uh, they he you, uh, Dak Prescott uses uh, tight end so often, and he already showed, showed it last week stepping in mid game. So for the amount of tight ends that we just talked about that were very questionable and on why they're even starting or owned, somebody should make a move. Looking at you, Clay. Mm-hmm. On defense, I think I really love this. Uh, the and I, know, I know you're not a big fan of corners, but Mike Hilton on the Pittsburgh Steelers has yeah. been very consistent so far, and he's got some really good matchups coming up. And I think if you like, if you're a matchup guy and you like a guy that's consistent, he has so far been there all day. So. Uh, that's that's my two sleepers for the week. Okay. 
All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. I have an offense and defensive uh, pick also. My offensive guy is going to be Michael Pittman Jr. Uh, you saw some injuries at the wide receiver position for the Colts uh, last week. And Michael Pittman Jr. is going to fill in that, that number two spot for the Colts. He's not projected quite that much. Um, he is at 8.13 right now. But this week, he plays the Jets. The Jets are um, notoriously soft on the outside. Uh, so he could get some work. Uh, look for Michael Pittman Jr. to get in the end zone this week. And he's free agent out there. Also, on the defensive side of the ball, uh, Dante Fowler Jr., the linebacker slash defensive end for the Falcons. He is questionable this week, so he may not play. Uh, but for the first two weeks, he's gotten half a sack uh, each, uh, you know, in their first two games. They are going to be playing in shootouts a lot, as we've seen, Atlanta Falcons. And thus, quarterbacks are going to be dropping back. Uh, Fowler is going to get together. He is going to get some full sacks, not just half sacks. Um, and this week, they face Chicago, uh, you know, Trubisky sometimes coughs it up, so he could be worth a sack force fumble if you need some defensive help. But all right, let's uh, move it into the gambling corner. Give me one good bet for today and one for the weekend. One good bet for today, I think that Jaguars over Miami and Minshew is going to have three touchdowns. Okay. And one for the weekend would be Green Bay over New Orleans with Rodgers five touchdowns in prime time. Whew, that's a lot. That is a lot. All right, my one good bet for today is I'm going to take Miami plus three in the under. Uh, more confident in Miami plus three than I am the under. But, uh, yeah, I think Miami matched up well. I, I really think they're a sleeping beast as far as an offense. Uh, they came, again, came out soft against New England. And really couldn't do it, but uh, against Buffalo, they 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 showed some promise. I, I think Gasecki might get two tonight. Uh, you know, they he's got the most targets by any running back, receiver, tight end, anything in the red zone this year uh, thus far. So I I do like uh, Miami, and for the weekend, like I said, uh, the Rams straight up against the Bills. I think they dismantled him, and we're talking about the Rams as a, a real powerhouse in that NFC West. So, yeah, those are my bets for the weekend. All right. Uh, this week's episode is brought to you by Ovaltine. Ovaltine. Why do they call it Ovaltine? The mug is round. The jar is round. They should call it round team. That's gold, Jerry. Gold. Oh, oh. okay. Old team, thank you for that. We appreciate everything you do. That's all we have for you this week. As always, have fun. Good luck. Let's stay injury-free in week three. See ya. Good luck, everybody.